0: Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Binge Town TV. I am Paul, and with me are Brian and Jimmy. Today we are back with our second episode of Disney Plus's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we're here to talk about episode two, titled The Star Spangled Man. We got a lot more squishy face, which I'm just gonna say this now. It's only squishy face when the helmet is on. When it's off, he looks normal. Helmet on. My God.
1: Still uh, a little squishy if you ask me. But, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we get a lot about this guy, John Walker. We find out his name is and we get our long awaited, long awaited meaning Second episode of meeting of Sam and Bucky. We talked about it at, at the end of episode one. That's exactly what we wanted. And we got it right away.
1: Yeah, man. I smoked weed with Johnny Walker. That's all <laughs> I have to say. <laughs>
2: it was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering. they were blazing that shit up all day (laughs) i i love this episode guys it definitely was uh more rise than episode one obviously the first episode had that awesome action scene to start but we had some good action scenes in this one got a lot of info a lot of people introduced a lot of hints and foreshadowing i thought it was great
0: yeah i really liked it i mean i know there's only two episodes left or jesus there's only two episodes out But I thought this one was way better than the first. So I hope this keeps its uh, trajectory and it just keeps on getting better.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, the plot is starting to drive. I mean, I think we're just starting to get into it. Episode one was a lot of just introductions to what's going on, how this series is going to go. And I think now it's just starting to unfold in front of us. And then we got the... uh, the Zemo name drop at the end of there, which is really exciting.
2: Yeah, we uh, we did bring that up in the last podcast. If you remember him from Civil War, he's he's ahead of the game. So I guarantee he's got some
0: scheming going on. He's the reason you could say that Cap and Tony honestly split in the first place. It was all him. Yeah. So his actions led to Civil War, you could say. But anyway, we could do a pod on that another day. We're here to talk about episode two. Let's just jump right in. So we get a very misleading, seductive zipper to open up. I thought it was, it was like, it seemed to was slow and sexy and it just was nothing. It was uh, almost Paul's sexiest scene. Almost. So I got excited. Right
1: in the first scene of the episode too. That would have been a, that would have been a first.
0: Yeah. And I, I kind of get like it's symbolism. It's, you know, like putting on the uniform for the first time. And, you know, we see this guy in a military uniform. He He's going through looking at an old locker. It looks like JW 10. We find out John Walker, his girl comes in, who I assume is his girl. Um, yeah, it's his wife. But she's like, ah, really in your glory days. Oh yeah, I can't believe I used to sneak in here to bang you every before every game. Um, she says like, oh, are you nervous? Uh, never. I've been a captain before, but this is different. Everybody in the world expects me to be something, and I don't want to fail them. So you know, this is his big coming
1: out. Yeah. Oh, it's Captain. like a coming out announcement. I, I guess they already made the announcement that he's the new Captain America, but this was like a, an interview with good morning America. And he was just shaking off the nerves, like pre going out. So his wife was in there and then, you know, he says, I love you. I'll see you out there or whatever the wife leaves. And then this new guy, Lamar Hoskins walks in, you know, and now it's his turn to get him hyped up. And as as this conversation develops, we, we hear that John is a little bit frustrated that it's been a lot of handshakes and meetings with senators, but I just want to start doing the job of being Captain America. And Hoskins kind of reminds him, hey, man, that this is all part of the job of being Captain America. That's who you are. You're like an icon, a symbol. You got to do that stuff. But, you know, you also get to get to fight bad guys. So he's just like, this is what you signed up for. The suit comes with expectations. And this is where, you know, roll the Marvel studio credits, all this, that, and the other thing.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because that's exactly what Cap did, you know? And when he first got his powers, all he was was propaganda, you know, to get everybody hype about the war. So it's a different setting and different reasonings, but it's kind of the same thing right now. He's just propaganda to get the people excited and unified over something
1: it gets the people going it
0: does and yeah there was a i don't know hoskins lines where it's like oh that's why you failed drama class i was like come on dude like that's seems really cheesy
1: not a fan of hoskins no
0: no, no i'm not, not even that not a fan of hoskins it was just like some of like the one-liners this episode i will say are like bro what is going well, on i'll here? tell
1: you what is cheesy if his superhero name is Battlestar, come on yep it was in the. Who was in the drawing room for that one? And if I was Lamar, I'd be like, hey, "Can we kind of think it's something cooler? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Battlestar? You kidding me?" Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I want to pause in two seconds after we get through the actual interview with Good Morning mm-hmm. America. But while we're on the topic of Battlestar, he was originally his Bucky, and they actually called him Bucky. Really? So, and then he was like, "Listen, I am going to be Battlestar." In the comics i'm talking about here so he actually in the comics came up with that name and it's actually coming from something but like you said awful
0: name <laughs> yeah just not what you want to hear but i
2: i guess for him it's better than saying yo i'm bucky 2.0 so like, wait bucky in Light. the co-
1: in the comics there was a bucky barnes and then this guy was
2: yeah so Captain like america's
1: was- right hand man and they just started calling him bucky too
2: Exactly. So like I was saying in episode one of the podcast, they brought in this John Walker to be the new Captain America mm-hmm. and his bro, same guy, Hoskins, came in as his Bucky and they're like, yo, this is Bucky. And then eventually he was like, all right, I'm going to be Battlestar. And once it kind of went on for a little bit longer, that's ridiculous. I definitely want to get into this a little bit with you guys once yeah. this interview is done, because <clears throat> I don't want to spoil anything comics wise, because I want to get
1: your guys opinion on this guy because there's,
2: there's a little bit of a difference here.
1: Gotcha. All right, I, I can take us through this interview then. So, you know, there's a marching band playing. It's, it's at John Walker's, like, high school football stadium or whatever. And they're just doing, like Paul said, a coming out party. And there's a lot of pomp and circumstance. Like I said, a marching band's playing. And he goes out to midfield and has this Good Morning America interview. And right away they start rattling off who is this john walker guy what's his resume why is he captain america so the interviewers like he's the first person to receive three medals of honor ran rs1 missions in counterterrorism terrorism and hostage rescue Uh, The government tested his body at MIT and he tested off the charts in every measurable category, speed, endurance, intelligence. And this Johnny Walker guy starts coming off as trying to trying to play the humble card. Like, I'm no Tony Stark. I'm not Dr. Banner. I don't have the equipment. I'm just me, guys. Like, I'm just me trying to do Captain America my way. This guy's such a punk.
0: But what I do (laughs) have is guts. And a lot of them. And I want to do that and every ounce of it to fill these big shoes.
2: All right. So I want to know what you guys actually think of this guy throughout the episode. We don't have to worry about spoilers. Just just throughout the entire episode, what is your actual thoughts on John Walker?
1: So right here and now in the episode, this is probably the last point in the episode where I was just like, well, wow, Jimmy was telling me this guy in the comics was like a, a D-bag, like a bad dude. Obviously, in these two scenes, like they were trying to make him kind of redeemable. So, yeah, I was like, oh, maybe he's not that bad a guy just trying to be the next Captain America. Big shoes to fill. You know, that's that's the mentality. But doesn't stay that way for long in my head.
2: Yeah. okay. And Paul, how about you?
0: Very conflicting. Um, There's like a a lot of things I didn't like about him, like at the very end of this interview when they're like, oh, like, did you know, Steve? Oh, yeah. He was like a brother to me. Like I never met him. It's like, bro, you can't say that about somebody you never met. Like there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of people that piss you off uh, that pisses off, and just to go off like the end, he was super nice, super patient, like throughout the entire episode, and then the last line, it's like, come on, like why do you? It's like what Sam says, like the last line always ruins it, really. Did. Yeah,
2: my take, if I had a blank slate on him throughout this episode, was that he generally is genuinely is trying to be a good Captain America, a good hero for the country there definitely was lines where you're like, all right, this guy is definitely a little bit of a D bag maybe. Um, And also the end line shows the arrogance slash uh, more ferocity that you would see out of someone like him compared to actual captain America, Steve Rogers. But what I just want to talk to you guys about this, because this is hilarious to me. So in the comics, John Walker's background is that he served in the war, but it was during peacetime. So he never became a hero. Oh, uh, okay. That's his. That's his character in the comics. So he's actually an anti Captain America campaigner, pretty much. When he starts, he's kind of like a villain. He's basically what he does is he again campaigns against Captain America, brings on fake, staged Bucky's. He calls them as terrorists that would try to fight him, and then he would like beat the shit out of him and be like, "Yeah, I'm the new Cap." And then well, this guy gets brought up, and I wanted to talk about him in the first episode, and we missed it. The power broker. Okay, this is another thing that is kind of missed with with John Walker and maybe kind of a spoiler later. Maybe the power broker is how John Walker gets. He is a Captain America super soldier in the comics. He the power broker is a mysterious person who basically will give you superpowers and then you're in his debt and you have to work for him for however long and and hilariously. He usually made you work in his wrestling federation and you had to be like a, a wrestler.
1: So, whatever. But yeah, so, with this power broker guy, is he just like. An all-powerful being, like one of those super, super beings in the or in the market. So no, he's
2: more like a a black market dealer of like super soldier serum. Like you could kind of starting to get that feeling towards the end of this episode. Uh, Same thing though with Hoskins. He did have Hoskins as his boy. He he also got the super soldier serum or the super powers, whatever you want to call from the power broker. So. They are going a little different here. I think they're still going to get to the point where he ends up being an adversary or at least someone that's a thorn in their side. But it doesn't seem like they're going as villainous as the comics did with this guy.
1: In the show, he is definitely not a super soldier. Yes? No, he's just, that's the he's thing. Just that, a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's
2: why it's funny that they specifically in the interview were like, all right, he's been tested by MIT because he's so pristine as an athletic abilities. But really in the comics, it's just he's a super soldier.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe he's a super soldier and just doesn't know it like his mom is like slowly giving him the serum over. I here. mean, it is
2: it is crazy to think that in the MCU, at least at this point, we have a Captain America that exists and he's just a guy like he has no powers. Like he comes in and gets his ass whooped by the super soldier flag smashers. But that's I'm getting ahead of myself.
0: hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the next scene that we have here is Sam arriving at this air hangar, and he's headed to Munich, we find out. And who is there to see him but Bucky? And this is the first meeting we have between the two. And I don't know about you guys, I could immediately tell that there are some hostil- excuse me, hostilities between the two of them um first thing bucky says is sam you shouldn't have given up that shield and sam kind of just immediately knows what he's talking about Uh, obviously bucky's upset about johnny walker sam's like yo i didn't know what they were gonna do and what do you want me to do now like call america and tell them that i changed my mind it's uh, like it's out of my hands at this point um you know but bucky keeps laying it on you had no right to give it up uh but Sam finally puts him in his place and it's just like, who are you to tell me what I do and don't have the right to do? Like you're a ex mercenary, like winter soldier guy, like, come on, man. Uh, So then we get Sam changing the subject onto this superhuman that was involved with the flag smashers. Um, And he says, you know, we got bigger fish to fry. This guy's out on the loose. Clearly he is superhuman. um, And he's with this terrorist organization. And he says that his red wing traced them to a building outside of Munich. So Bucky Not. doesn't trust Red Wing, dude. Yeah, Bucky <laughs> totally doesn't trust Red Wing. Bro, you <laughs> is that is that is that a nod to the comics? Because you said Red Wing was like an actual person in the comics. Yeah,
2: it's a falcon in the comics. Like, it's an actual bird. That oh, he-
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so I, I I just think it's just like a funny little side <laughs> thing with the hostility between the two of them, and he's like, bro, yeah. I don't trust Red, Red Wing.
0: Well, Sam was obviously pissed because the beginning of the scene, the first thing we see is him staring at Cap's back poster, so yeah. like he's like, oh my god, like this is what they did with it, like this is horrible. Like you were saying, when Bucky came in. First thing he yells is like, you shouldn't have given up the shield. Like everybody watching was like, yes, because that's what we were all thinking. Yep.
2: We pretty much said in the first episode when when you asked, I think it was you, Brian, you said, how are we going to get these two back together? And when's it going to happen? And at first we said, oh, well, probably the Flag Smashers will bring them together. But then we said, you know what? The fact that this Captain America is being introduced is going to get Bucky back to Sam. And we were right. That's how it yeah. happened. Nice and it- quick. And we're glad that we got them back together already this soon in the series.
0: I think we missed the best line i think you missed the best line there brian
1: yeah the uh so sam starts suggesting that this super soldier he's like yo i think this guy might be a part of the big mm-hmm. three Bucky's like what the big three what's this he's like androids aliens and wizards <laughs> and then they have this spiel about what do you think we're gonna be fighting gandalf now and sam's like how do you know about gandalf he's like i read the hobbit when it came out in 1937 <laughs>
0: yeah. Ah, so, so you see my point. No, I don't. There's no such thing as wizards. And then they keep going. I loved it. I see like this back and forth was incredible. He was like Doctor Strange, he's a sorcerer. Ah a sorcerer is a wizard without a hat. See you like that think Hilarious. about it. just came up with that see but that's not the point these guys aren't magic and they go back into it see like there's back and forth that i was talking about like in the civil war and they got their ass kicked by spider-man that was awesome yeah and mm-hmm. like this back and forth now when they hate each other and they're just like messing about it's just it's awesome but at times it seems like it goes too far and that's like later on in the episode it just seems like there's so much of it i'll get to that yeah. when we get to that scene though
1: Right, so we're headed to Munich, and or at least Sam is headed to Munich, but Bucky insists on joining him to investigate the this flag smasher camp or whatever. So emotions are tense in the plane ride over. Bucky's like, "Yeah, what's the plan? What are we doing?" And Sam just kind of like dips. He's like, "All right, boss, see you on the ground." Yeah, and Bucky is just like, "Well, okay, what do I do now?" So he just yeets himself off. You know, a guy's like, "We're only two hundred feet in the in the air," and he's like, "Yeah, that's all." Uh, I don't need no shoot just eats out and Sam brings him over to this community of warehouses or whatever. Just, just the building complex that the flag smashers are in.
0: So this was also the beginning of Bucky and red wings, you know, rivalry, rivalry towards (laughs) each other, because as they're walking through this warehouse, he's like swatting at it and he can't hit it. Um, But then they get there and the Bucky and Sam back and forth continue. It's literally nonstop. They're saying like, oh, like, what are you going to do? Or how many people are there? What do you see? What's your plan? It's weird. And then he has like a weird comment, like, Bucky, like, we're not assassins. Like, we can't just go in there. And he was like, hey, I was kidding. Like, what the fuck was that line about? Was that? Well, just he's Sam? giving him
2: shit for being Winter Soldier. And he's hitting a little nerve there because obviously Bucky's whole deal is that he is so remorseful for being an assassin of Hydra.
0: Okay, and then
2: he says that and he realizes he said it
1: and he probably I don't know if he was purposely trying to be a dick, but I think with Bucky, you know, that button's there and you can press it whenever you want. Just say the word assassin mercenary and Bucky will be like, well, shit, I did spend 80 years of my life killing people, so I'll just (laughs) shut up right now. I thought that was what it was. Bucky really
2: does need to sit down with with Black Widow, man. They need to have a nice talk. She can teach him a lot.
0: Just get through it. Uh, Sam does have a cool line here. You know, they break up and Bucky's going off by himself. Like, look at you, all stealthy. A little time in Wakanda and you come out all white panther. It's actually White Wolf. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets, uh, Bucky's in there. He's like, I'm inside. So, like, I'm way ahead of you. And I see, and all of a sudden he looks to his shoulder. Oh, what's up? Sam's right there. Yeah. Quiet and stealthy. And then they have this whole argument. I see two people. I have a vibranium arm. I'm to run up and get them. You know, or let's see how many people Red Wing sees. Oh, what is that? Five, six, seven people. And then it cuts to these men and they're picking up. Just two men are picking up what seems to be these huge, heavy crates. So right away, they're like, wow, these guys are strong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he uses Red Wing's imaging to see, oh, there's an eighth person inside the truck. I, th- I think they might have a hostage. And that's... That's the cue for Bucky to start running. And he just runs straight to the second car, rips open the door. And it's weird because the truck behind does nothing for like good minute and a half. Yeah. Like-
2: yeah. The only thing I could think of is that they knew that he was walking into a trap going into a quote unquote hostage who was gonna kick the shit out of him because otherwise I was sitting there going, This mm-hmm. truck is not doing anything about the fact that the what truck at least of- gave
1: him a beep or something, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> something a little bit, maybe take some evasive actions, but no, not the and you the, know what the they get truck is silent.
2: You know what they get for the troubles? Bucky threw their windshield and now they can't drive straight. Seriously. <laughs>
1: no. But yeah, so the way this, this scene plays out is it's just this scrap between the super soldiers and Bucky. Bucky gets handled pretty decisively and then Sam comes in as the Falcon and joins the scrap and the two of them together are being pretty easily overwhelmed by, I would say there's like, what, four or five of these Flag Smasher super soldiers. Yeah. And that's when we get a helicopter come in and we get our boys Lamar and John coming down to join the scrap. And all four of their cumulative efforts are still not enough to defeat these super soldiers. So it's like, our main characters are pushovers.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, th- and that's why I can definitely see the trajectory of John Walker mm-hmm. turning, quote unquote, maybe a villain or bad when he joins with the power broker to get these powers, because obviously he's a little bitch right now. I mean, he does have a lot of skills. He's a good fighter, but, you know, he's Falcon without the wings, pretty much, you know, like, <laughs> like Sam is a good fighter, but at least he has his wings. Bucky is a super soldier with his vibranium arm.
1: I think all three of them are due for a power up. Honestly, John Walker is not an imposing anything unless he is more than just a human. And that kind of goes the same with Falcon and Bucky, although Bucky's a super soldier, but Falcon kind of isn't that strong on his own. Other than that, he can fly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with, with Sam. It's that he has everything. With his wings, all the the weapons that come with the wings, all the cool stuff there. But he's a normal guy. He has no superhuman abilities.
0: Yeah, two big things here. One, when Bucky first goes into the truck, he says, like, hey, like, they're transferring medicine. Seems to be like vaccines. Uh, we later find out it's the super soldier serum. Speaking of the power broker, which we find out, we get that name drop later this episode. Mm-hmm. And the, the other big thing, While while, uh, Falcon was coming in and Bucky was being held by three people, uh, the girl, Flag Smasher Carly, jumps up, grabs Red Wing, snaps it in half, and Bucky's (laughs) like, oh, I always wanted to do that. (laughs) That was the funniest fucking line. I I started cracking up.
1: He's got to get that quip in, even though he's being held down by three people. Yeah. Important note number
2: three, I think, too, is that John Walker used a gun. I was just about yeah. to say
0: that he goes, yeah. pa-chew, pa-chew, which cap, as we know, did not he- like at all.
2: Now, not, in- not unless he was actually back in the day when he was in the war.
0: Mm. So it ends up Bucky's like hanging from the bottom of a truck and he's about to get squished. Sam ends up flying over catching him, but the momentum takes him like rolling down a hill and they're just not in the fight anymore. Um, this is when Bucky says to Sam, you know, those were super soldiers, Sam. Like, this is a big deal.
1: Yeah. So, like you said, uh, Sam and Bucky are out of the fight and they get away safe, safely. Lamar gets, like, kicked off the truck, but John pulls this move with the shield to save him. And then John Walker just kind of, like, he just kind of retreats. doesn't yeah, He, he just, of, like, gets he, out of there. He he,
0: he, goes, he gets hit by the girl or something yeah. like that. Before that, he goes, that was a bad idea. And then proceeds to get his ass handed to him. Again, all it is is literally he throws a punch. It gets caught. The Carly winds up and hits him. And there was a car, luckily, tailgating that truck's ass. Like
2: Still got to hurt.
0: Yeah, and he (laughs) landed right in there. And the one thing I did kind of like about this, as the trucks are driving away and he's looking, he does the chin strap of the Captain America shield because he was a football player. I mean, that was cool. I really like that they included that in there.
1: Uh, Just unstrapping it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Plays over. I can't do anything anymore.
1: Yeah. But yeah, cool fight scene. That was our fight scene of the episode. I thought it was pretty well done, other than the fact that everybody got their ass kicks. But I think that's kind of the point of this episode is to show us we're due for some power ups. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I thought that's Or at least some cooperation. Or some cooperation, but. That also doesn't look too likely right now either. Although I know there, I know Bucky and Sam have to bury the hatchet at some point. That's common. But moving on, the next scene we have is Sam and Bucky kind of just walking down this road to nowhere. When John and Lamar pull up in the, you know, the military vehicle or whatever, and offer them a ride to the airport, which they reluctantly take because it's a 20 mile hike. And, John is kind of seeming to be constructive and wanting to work together with Bucky and Sam on this, you know, asking them questions like, who are these people? Where are they going? And Bucky hits him with just because you have the shield, it doesn't make you Captain America. And someone had to say it out loud. Everyone yeah. was thinking it. Someone had to say it out loud. Like, slow your roll, John Walker. You ain't cap. Yeah.
2: I mean, at this point, honestly, though, the scene that we get with him in the locker room where he's legitimately like nervous. And, and he shows that he wants to be a good captain America at this point. I kind of think Bucky's in the wrong. I understand where Bucky's coming from, but I also think he's kind of being a dick because he's trying to be a good captain America. He it's not like he was like, Hey, F Steve Rogers, make me a cat. All right. I could take care of this. It was given to him because of everything that he's done for the country. And he wants to be a good hero.
1: I a hundred percent agree with that. Bucky is in the wrong for a lot of this episode, but. Jim, it's the two words that you said earlier in this episode. You can see it in John Walker. It's arrogance and Mm -hmm. ferocity. Yep, neither of which were evident in Steve Rogers, Captain America. You know that those two things. You you can just see it. Mm -hmm. All of these scenes, the arrogance especially is on display. But there are two, like what was the thing he said to Carly? Like you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, not real serious. That's ferocity. And then later in the episode, when he warned Sam and Bucky, like stay out of my way. Yeah,
2: stay out of my way, huge one. Pulling the gun out, obviously, huge one. You could just tell the way that he talks that he's not pure like Steve Rogers. 100%.
0: But he does have good intentions. He does, though. That's
2: why I was saying Bucky was kind of a dick.
0: Yeah, and Bucky does get his shit handed right back to him because he's like, Bucky hits him with the have you ever jumped on a live grenade? Yeah, four times, actually. It's a thing I do with my helmet. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Like, (laughs) long story. But right before that, to jump back a little bit, what I was talking about before about too much banter, as Sam and Bucky are walking before John pulls up. First of all, Bucky says, I'm sorry about Red, red Wing. <laughs> no, you're not. Which I thought was cool. But then, you know, Bucky's thinking and Sam's like, oh, I can see the gears turning. They're smoking. They're smoking. And now it's on fire. It's like, dude, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, why are you doing that, Sam? Like, just you can be quiet for 10 seconds.
2: I do want to say, though, I really like Sebastian Stan's portrayal as Bucky. With Civil War and Winter Soldier, we obviously saw Sebastian Stan act. But he again, he was brainwashed in a lot mm-hmm. of it. Now that he's actually being Bucky, I do like his acting. He's playing the character that's having some major issues with his past. But also, you can tell he, he used to be pure like Cap but he's not anymore. And that's what's but he, showing.
1: But he got it taken away from him exactly. too. It, yeah. It's someone who has all of this baggage from the past that he, in a way, is not responsible for, yeah. but he was the one in the body committing these these atrocities. So he has to deal with it. And it's a very
2: important line that we'll get to later when he's in therapy with Sam. And he's saying, if Cap wasn't right about you, that means he's not right about me. And that's yeah. and it's you could just tell how conflicted he is. And that's yeah. what I really like his portrayal.
0: Talking about important lines, we did miss an important line um, when they first get into the car. John saying like, hey, like that didn't go as planned. At least, you know, what we're up against. Pretty sure it's one of the big three. Yeah. <laughs> of <Billions, laughs> androids and wizards. Yeah, pretty sure. Like I weirdly like all four of them together. Like that banter and that chemistry for some reason just really clicked for me. And I liked it.
1: Yeah, I really, they just all hate each other. Yeah,
0: that's what I really hope they can bury the hatchet, like you guys have been saying, and Mm -hmm. can work together because that would be, yeah. I would like to like John Walker, I hope he Mm doesn't get bad, but I
1: could also see him going bad. I can only see him going bad. I (laughs) I see see it. I'm I'm reading between the lines. Um. So we also find out that the, the reason John and Lamar were even there is because they hacked into Red Wing and saw their location, which Sam is just like, why are you hacking my tech? And I hated this line from John. He's just like, it's not hacking, dude. It's government property. And we are kind of the government. Yeah. <laughs> and he like yeah. gives him this stupid face like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yes. Getting bad feels from this guy all over. Arrogance. Then they go on
0: to explain the GRC too, yes. which was which was really nice. I
1: mm-hmm. have I have that quote because I feel like this is really good world building just for post-blip MCU. It says the GRC, the Global Repatriation Council is doing everything they can to get things up and running smoothly post-blip, reactivating citizenship, social security, healthcare, basically just managing resources for the refugees that were displaced by the return. Um, Sam then says, you know, I get that the GRC is here for that, but why are you two here? And they say, you know, the GRC can provide resources, but we need to keep things stable, i.e. stifling all of these terrorist organizations that are popping up, right? Like the flag smashers.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And this is where we get Lamar saying that he's Captain America's partner Battlestar And at that, Bucky's just like, stop the car right now. I'm getting out. Literally, he's not hearing anymore. The Battlestar clown.
0: I didn't know Battlestar was his name. I watched this episode twice. He said that line twice. I thought that was a mission that he went on. He was like, oh yeah, I was in mission Battlestar. That is such Uh, a bad name that I didn't know that that was his name until we got on to record this. Horrible.
2: Can you imagine if he was sitting there in that vehicle and he was like, Hey, uh, I'm Bucky (laughs) to Bucky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That would be horrible.
2: But obviously, yeah, we get the the line that ends the entire conversation,
0: which I like, liked it for John Walker. He goes, dude, I get the attitude, Bucky. Like, you didn't think that shield was going to end up here. I'm not trying to be Steve. I'm not trying to replace Steve. I'm just trying to be the best Captain America I can be. And it would be and a lot there. easier. Yeah. yeah. Stop and, it a, and it would be a lot easier if I had Cap's wingman on my side.
1: And we're gone. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Too much. So It's always, always that last one.
2: And do you guys think that that was a, a knock at them? Or do you think he was just talking? Because everyone pretty much thinks that they're the
1: sidekicks. That's just how it works. So they were Steve Rogers' sidekick. Not even sidekick. They were like his wingmen. It was like they were his boys. And now this guy's trying to come in after the fact, after everything that they went through with Steve and just be like, I'm the new Captain America would be real cool if you guys continued being Captain America's (laughs) like wingmen. That's not cool. He just like assumed that that would be the hierarchy when in reality, they have earned way more than he ever has. Oh, yeah.
0: Wait, so, why aren't you guys listening to me? I'm I'm the new Captain America now. Thinking, yeah,
1: right. Well, that's it's how it like, worked.
2: Why aren't you guys saluting me?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: This yeah. is a lot of times I just wrote notes. Like when he pissed me off, I was just like, "John's pissing me off." This one, I was just like, "John's a punk for saying that. He's a punk."
0: <laughs> um, okay, and then that brings us to the next scene. We get these flag smashers. They're going into some secret building. You know, they have a secret knock and a whistle to get in, and it turns out to be some german guy and he and his wife are letting refugees stay there basically providing shelter for them um and they say like i like we are big fans of the freedom fighters who are pushing back like the people like they love you and they're they're calling you robin hood now and jimmy is that is that a hero robin hood Mm -hmm. i mean you know who robin hood is right Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay yeah i know who robin hood is i meant like. Yeah.
2: No, 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 I think he was just using it as like, you know, a, a symbolism kind
0: of thing. But Jesus, this- man, that was like WandaVision when you were like, you know what the Wizard of Oz is? Uh, I was like, yes, I know what the Wizard of Oz is. I, I didn't like know if there was another, ass, another meaning.
2: The Wizard of Oz is one of the big three.
0: So, yes, Jimmy, I know who Robin Hood is. <laughs> Get that out of the way. Um, so she also gets a text message right here. And it's an unknown number, but it's two texts and it's saying took what was mine and I'm going to find you and kill you. And she looked a little nervous.
2: Yeah. A nice little Easter egg here. Her name is Carly and I'm going to butcher the last name, but Morgenthal, maybe. Yep. Um, okay. So she's obviously at this point, the leader of, of this flag smasher crew Carl Morgenthal in the comics is the flag smasher, a villain for Captain America. So uh, they just add a little "i" to the end of her name, and and gave us that nice little Easter egg.
0: That's funny because I was going to say that is the weirdest possible way to spell Carly. For me. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes sense that it was Carl with a K, and then just yep. throwing an "i." At Didn't
2: the end. get very original with that one. <laughs> mm.
0: We also learn uh, Lennox is the guy who's on the computer, the one right away, saying, like, shit, they're already looking for us, can't stay long. He's obviously the tech guy. Um, And then there's somebody else in there named Rudy, but we'll get to them, but I guess we'll meet them more as the show goes on. Yeah.
2: We haven't seen the the big guy, though, right? The one with the the original long hair with the foot mask? No, and
1: I thought that's maybe who the text was from.
2: Yeah, see, I'm taking it as the text of the power broker. But, Me too, okay. because we do uh, get exactly. that
0: line. Yeah, we Makes do get that power line.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. Um. So, so they go on to talk a little bit here. Um. Saying like, "Hey, can you ever believe? You know, six months ago there would be this many people supporting the cause." Carly goes on to say, "The people at the GRC are more concerned with the people that came back instead of the people that left. Like they weren't around to see." what it was like when everybody was gone. Um, Can you
2: imagine if Sam's sister becomes a sympathizer with them? Because obviously she had to deal with a lot of shit while she was stuck for five years. I don't think they would go there, but they were kind of having the back and forth in the beginning where she, in the first episode where she was like, listen, I understand Sam, you're trying to help, but I dealt with some shit for five years.
1: It'd be a little crazy. I could see it. So if she was dealing with shit for the five years during the blip, and the Flag Smashers want to go back to before the blip, and she was dealing with shit during the blip, she probably wouldn't want to go back to the blip. Well, well,
2: they're trying to say that the, they're pissed now that the people that came back are getting preferential treatment then mm. to the people that were stuck. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I also understand what you're saying, too, and it's probably yeah. not going to happen, but yeah. it would be a nice little side thing for Sam to deal with. Mm.
0: Just, she says something like, hey, like after tomorrow, there's no going back, so you guys better be ready. They get this chant going, one world, one people, weird chant. Cool-ass masks, though, man. I like their masks. Really cool masks. Yeah. I like their emblem, too.
2: Halloween, baby. Okay, oh, right, we should just bitch <laughs> down TV, all, all seven of us should wear that mask and come go to a Halloween party and just kick the door in and be like, the Flaxmaster master here, baby. Give us all the alcohol.
1: Ooh. <laughs> And then we get out of that bitch with yeah, all the alcohol on our masks. We steal on, the like,
2: alcohol and we run. And then the person who was, we stole the alcohol from texts us and they're like, I know what you did.
0: You stole everything from me.
1: <laughs> I'll kill you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll kill you. We're going to have the extra mask to hand out to everyone. Oh, everybody. yeah. Hell yeah. It's chaos. So outside. there's
1: chaos outside, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Better not uh, release this episode. The police are going to be looking for us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep.
0: All right. So, so back to the show. We get Bucky and Sam on the plane. Bucky's just fed up. He's like, let's, let's just take it. Let's just take the shield and do this ourselves. <laughs> Remember last time what happened when we stole the shield? Sharon, so we got Sharon name drop, name drop which was always mm-hmm. nice. Sharon was branded enemy of the state and Steve and I were on the run for two years. I don't want to live the rest of my life like that, which obviously I don't think anybody does. Right. No, we have nothing, no leads, no clues. Not entirely. There's someone you should meet. So Bucky's got a little some, something up his middle sleeve.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that.
0: Flies yeah. him to the fine old land of Baltimore, Maryland. And this is where we get the, the Black Falcon bit. You know, they're walking down the street. Hey, it's the Black Falcon. You, I'm just a Falcon. <laughs> that was a good line. I, I was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> just because I'm the Falcon, I'm black. I'm the Black Falcon. So what is that? Are you the black kid? <laughs> got he like hits his buddy sitting next yeah. to him. He's like, got him. Sam's the man. I was just going to awesome. say, he's so personable
1: yeah little little immature a little bit of a hothead like and i'm mostly getting that from how he escalates a lot of the conversations between him and bucky yeah. I feel like like paul you've been saying he just banters too much and that's a little bit of the immaturity but yeah i like sam a lot he's yeah. a good character he oh, feels yeah. it.
0: the first episode when he meets with his sister at the dock he's like high and everybody talking to them like hey when are you gonna help me try those wings like all that stuff here. He's meeting new people. And he's like, uh, just getting along perfectly with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Damn, so sh- should be cap. So Bucky leads Sam to this house and at the house, Bucky asks for Isaiah, but the dude at the door is just like, yo, you're, you're not coming in here. There's nobody in here to see you. Bucky says, tell him the guy from the barn. Goyang is here. He'll know what I mean. And at that, the guy's just like, ah, oh, it's your lucky day. Like he, w- he wants to see you. So they get let in and, Isaiah is this, you know, 70 year old, old looking dude. Um, And we find out that he was a man that the government sent to kill the winter soldier decades ago. And he apparently kicked Bucky's ass and took Mm -hmm. half his metal arm in the fight. And we find out that this is a legitimate super soldier that just kind of was flying under the radar for years and years. Well, not flying under the radar. He was kind of being hidden in a jail cell for 30 years. Yeah. So,
2: so in the comics, it's a pretty similar story, uh, except for they used black soldiers to test, to see who could survive the super soldier serum. And he was the, the lone survivor. And then he actually decided himself to go fight the Nazis with his newfound powers. So technically he went rogue and that's why he gets in trouble and goes to jail for 30 years. Um, and in the, in the show, they're saying that they used him, sent him out and then put him in jail to hide him.
0: So this was like a, I don't know, a five, six minute scene. And this is all we got of I- Isaiah. And Isaiah is a boss. I yeah. love him. Yeah. I mean, just from Bucky's introduction, he was like saying, this is Isaiah. He was a hero. One of the ones that Hydra feared the most, like Steve. Like, mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? That's insane. Hell like, Yeah. We met, we met in 51. Mm-hmm. So to be, Tom's to your point, you said he was 70-something. Yeah, he's, he's probably around there, like, 80s or 90s, mm-hmm. honestly.
1: Did we talk about how he said that, well, he looked at Bucky and said, while I was in the jail cell, people were coming in and out, running tests on me the whole time. Even your people weren't done with me. And he looked right at Bucky, and, you know, obviously he's talking about Hydra, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of got a little bit confused. So how was Hydra able to run tests on an American asset?
2: Yeah, so we know from Winter Soldier, was it, Paul, that they infiltrated Mm, S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So I guess they were infiltrators that were running the tests, spies
0: or whatever. It's weird that he knew they were Hydra, though. Like when the way he said that, I agree, B. Tom's. I, I I thought the same exact thing when I heard that line. Like, yeah. I mean, how how did he know that Hydra was doing tests on him? But yeah, the fact that to go back just a little bit, he said he got half of Bucky's vibranium arm when they went down in that bar in Gung Yang. Like that's pretty good.
1: That's, that's an awesome backstory. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's pretty sick. And He was like, "Yeah, I just wanted to see if it grew back or hmm. or like you know you lost it." Or she came to kill me.
2: Yeah. So a nice little uh, Easter egg slash it's going to be important for the MCU is that Elijah Bradley, the grandson of Isaiah, is Patriot. He is a young Avenger. So this kid that we're meeting is probably going to be in the MCU going forward. So at this point in the MCU, we have Billy and Tommy, Wiccan and Speed, We have Ant-Man's daughter. Her name in in the comics is Stature. She doesn't have powers yet, but they just recast her. So I'm guessing recasting her means that they think that she's going to need to be more prominent Mm -hmm. in the MCU. And we also know there's the Hawkeye series. And Kate Bishop is the new Hawkeye. And she is also a young Avenger. So, so far, we have Wiccan Speed, Hawkeye, and Stature. And now Patriot being introduced. And we also eventually might be introduced to Iron Lad, Hulkling, Prodigy. There's there's a few others, Kid Loki. So they're really they're really setting us up here.
1: Sign me up for the young Avengers. That's yeah. pretty cool. I, I wasn't even keeping track of the tally we had going, but that's, that's a formidable squad we have already. Yeah. Yep. I yep. love those two from one division, Billy and Tom. I really, they really amazing. hope. That they, I agree. I really hope
2: they keep those actors. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird though. Now though, because they're going to have to get older because Kate Bishop is her actress is Haley Steinfeld's probably in her early twenties. Mm. Um, We know that Elijah looked a little bit older yeah. So, I mean, they could be younger, but I hope that they keep those actors because I love I love them.
0: They were great. Yeah. Um. So Isaiah gets pissed off. He throws the tin, sticks it into the wood. So he's obviously still super strong. Says, get out of my house. First thing Sam does, Sam, like sprints off, honestly, a little bit. And he turns around. He's like, why didn't you tell me about Isaiah? Why did nobody bring him up? Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out Steve didn't know about him. And Sam's like, well, why the hell was there a black super soldier decades ago that nobody knew about? And this is when cops come up. And the theme of race has popped up a lot over, you know, this episode alone. Um, and it just continued here. I mean, the cops just racially ID Sam as the one that's causing disturbance. She's like, oh, like, can you guys calm down? Like, is there a prop going on? Looking at Bucky and asking. And it's just like. <sighs> It's just horrible. Like, yep. in this day and age, it's just horrible. Can I see your ID? No, I don't have any. Is this guy bothering you? The cop comes up. Yo, these guys are Avengers. The second cop's like, oh, I'm sorry. So <sighs> sorry, Mr. Wilson. I didn't recognize you without your goggles.
2: Like, that makes it any better. I mean, Jesus. Like, oh, you know, if he wasn't the Falcon, it's a problem. Yeah. But because he's the Falcon, sorry, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah.
0: This reminded me a lot of the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where Terry gets uh racially profiled as well and then he when they find out he's a cop he's like oh i didn't know you were a cop he's like dude that's not what we're talking about yeah exactly ends up the cops come back and says hey bucky there's a warrant out for your arrest you skipped out on your therapy session and that's like skipping out on a meeting with your po officer so in in the car you go
1: so bucky gets arrested and that will take us to bucky in the station getting processed and that's where we have Sam meeting Bucky's therapist, Dr. Christina Rainer. And Sam immediately says, hey, thanks for bailing out, Bucky. Like, I appreciate it. And he, she tells him, well, actually, that wasn't me. And then we have the, the video pane over to John Walker, who is just yucking it up with some civilians in the station, like taking selfies, which uh, I guess I can't blame him for that. But I do. And I will. <laughs> um so him and
0: Christina did some some field ops back in the day. That's mm-hmm. interesting. because he's Christi- that? Yeah, <laughs> Christina just she looked a little bit older. I, yeah, I don't know.
2: maybe she was the the leader, the captain of his squad or something. But, Who knows?
0: Yeah, that makes me ask like, how old is John Walker? We already know he's a very established veteran.
2: Doesn't look very old. He he's not in the
0: thirties or forties. Yeah. Exactly right. So you know, super soldier serum, and he just doesn't know it. Oh, you <laughs>
2: Now nah, he'd know we'd know because he could throw He would be able to throw down with those super soldiers if, if he had the serum. OK, yeah, that's
1: right. I okay, mean, I who knows? This, however, is where we get the next instance of John just being an absolute prick. He's just yeah. like, yeah, Dr. Rayner, like he's not going to be following the scheduled therapy sessions anymore. And she's just like, well, our work's not done with him. Who authorized this? And he's just like, I did. <laughs> but he says it like a douche. Yeah, and I can't yeah. replicate it because I don't want to, but he did. Because you're, take my you're word not for a douche, Brian. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> He's too valuable an asset to have tied up, so do whatever you need to and send him my way. We have unfinished business. It's like, all right, you can't just wrap up a like, therapy session like that. Yeah. Um, she tries anyway. She goes, conditional yeah. release therapy session right now. Sam, you too. Which would suck. Could you imagine that? Being pulled into a therapy session. That I mean, already. I would yeah, just be it's... like, no, but <laughs> <laughs> he tried.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a question, uh, but these two are due for some couples therapy. Come on now. And Rainer starts taking them through an exercise that she uses in couples therapy called the miracle question where you just say, okay, you go to sleep. And a miracle happens. What do you hope? What change do you hope to see in the world when you wake up? Bucky's just like, ah, I wish Sam would stop talking. And Sam's just like, funny, I would say the same thing. So yeah. these two are just going at it. Um, their, and then their response to that
0: first question was so funny. Are you guys familiar with the miracle question? Absolutely not. What the hell is that? Never. Yeah. That. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, miracle question doesn't work that takes us to the soul gazing exercise and they sit staring at each other super close you know there's this whole bit where they have to scoot in and like lock legs and whatever and dr rayner asks bucky to name something about the other person that bothers him and you know he thinks about it for a second she tells him not you know don't goof off for this one like serious answers only and he's just like Why'd you give up the shield? Steve believed in you. He gave you that shield for a reason. That shield is everything he stood for, his legacy. And you threw it away like it was nothing. Maybe he was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. Mm-hmm. Looks and like that's he's about where-
0: to cry, man. He looks like he's just unbelievably lost and sad.
2: Dr. Rainer is probably like, damn, that's the first real thing he's ever said yeah. in
0: therapy. Breakthrough.
1: <laughs> <Prick> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But honestly, though, it is. And he kind of like, got himself to that point, starting with why'd you give up the shield? And then just through him rambling on and on and on, he got to that end point of damn, maybe Steve was wrong about me too. And I feel like Steve is the only character in, in the universe that like believes in Bucky at all. And he needs that validation to keep going because if he starts disbelieving what Steve instilled in him, then that's disbelieving everything that he thinks he is, or at least everything that's good about him.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is interesting because also, not even thinking about Bucky himself, how he views himself, but everybody's perception of him is based on Steve vouching for him. I mean, nobody knows him before he was Winter Soldier because it was so long ago. So all they know is that Steve vouched for him. So (laughs) it's crazy. And I honestly, like, honestly, I was expecting Sam after that line to not go the way that he went. Like, I expected him to to be nicer about it you know (laughs) to sympathize a little bit
1: and that's what i'm saying like i really like sam as a character but there is an immaturity there you know like i think both of these characters have a lot of growth that they need to show before they can become full-fledged avengers you know like both of them are not ready to take on the moniker of captain America. I don't think Sam was when he was given the shield. Like that, they both have to grow into that. Yeah.
0: I agree. I will say, I think Sam is justified in his response though. You know, I agree. he he goes like, I know that this is something you and Steve may never understand, but did it ever occur to you that I did what I thought was right. And it's like, that sucks because if that's true, he did what he thought was right and it backfired. So not only did he choose wrong? The repercussions of choosing wrong hurt him an unbelievable amount.
2: Yeah, I think that they obviously both have baggage. And we discussed Sam's baggage on why we thought he wasn't taking the mantle in the last episode. I didn't necessarily need him to like be like, you're right, man, we're good, and just be done with it. I kind of just thought he was going to open up, too, and be like, listen, I feel you. But on my end, I didn't take it for this reason. We're both dealing with some shit. Maybe we should just bro it out a little bit, but also understand that we each have our own shit going on.
0: Yeah. What Sam said after that pissed me off. Yeah. He was like, you know, I have a lot going on. Like, I'm I'm willing to let's just squash the beef right now. Let's handle this thing with the Flag Smashers. And then after that, we can both take long vacations where we never see each other again.
2: Yeah. See, I like, wasn't oh, expecting that.
0: Like, what oh, so you just don't want to be friends with Bucky at all anymore? Yeah, like you never want to see him again.
2: I like mean, it's also weird, too, that he gives this response and the fact that he's showing all this bitterness towards Bucky when we know that the therapist said that he was texting Bucky a lot. So he obviously was trying to get in touch with Bucky before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I just it, it's weird. It was, it yeah. seemed like an abrupt statement that maybe he's not going to mean tomorrow morning when he wakes up. Yeah, but still,
2: well, we we know that they're going to where they're going to bro out at some point.
0: Uh, okay, so question for you two. Um, this next line, Bucky gets up to walk away. He says to Rayner, what was rule number two again? Don't hurt anybody. Yeah. And he says goodbye, Doc. How did you guys take that?
1: So now that I'm reflecting on it, I maybe he was just having a conscious reminder that he should not harm Sam. Sam's his friend. Like it should not come to fisticuffs between those two. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. He was just like, Hey doc, what was that? Number two again. All right. Don't hurt nobody. Got it.
2: I think that obviously it was three rules, right? Mm -hmm. And the three rules were for when he tries to make amends Mm -hmm. and Sam's not on the list, but he also needs, I think she also said that he needs to remember that he does have certain allies slash friends. And The way that he's talking to Sam, whether he's being a dick and rightfully so, or just being a dick for no reason, he could be hurting Sam, you know? Uh So I kind of took it in that way. Like, did that conversation go the way it should have? Did you were you a dick? Did you hurt Sam? Are you going to continue that way? That's kind of how I took it. I was a little confused about where that was going.
0: Definitely. I was all over the place. I was like, wow, is he about to go out and try to make amends and hurt somebody? Was he saying like, well, you hurt me, doc. Like you broke rule number two, like me trying to get better and you hurt my feet. I was like, where's he going with this? I honestly had no idea, but I think you guys working it out like that really, uh, that makes the most sense that he needs to recognize that he can't be hurting Sam like this. Yeah. By yeah. throwing his anger
1: out on him. So couples therapy does not go perfectly, shall we say? And but I lucky like the for these contest, two, though. yeah, the staring contest <laughs> was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. They're like competitors, you know. Yeah. You, you do see that brother like brotherly rivalry with them, but like they're so stubborn, it's annoying. It's annoying yeah. how stubborn they are. Yeah. But okay, so group therapy doesn't go as planned. But luckily, when they walk out, their favorite person is there waiting for them. It's John Walker and Lamar, and they're just there chilling on. John is once again trying to join forces and tackle this Flag Smasher's issues together, but Bucky's still having none of it. Um, you know, John's like, we've identified the leader to be Carly Morgenthau and, you know, that their satellites have found a bunch of Flag Smasher symbols popping up all across Europe. We think that the medicine that they were transporting is is going to be brought to one of these Flag Smasher camps. hmm and Bucky's being a dick. I forget what yeah. he says, but he finally gets under John's skin. And he's just like, no, we don't know where she is, Bucky. But it's yeah. just a matter of time until we do. <laughs> finally, <laughs> yeah, Bucky yeah, he, gets under his skin.
2: Yeah, he says something like, oh, well, you better start looking. They're, yeah. they're all over the place. Oh,
1: he goes, it's a good thing I have twenty twenty vision. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Things are really intense for you, Walker. Like, he's just trying to piss him off. Even it,
2: Sam notices he's being a dick in this part, too. Yeah, yeah. He has like, yeah. Guys, I mean, take
0: it easy. Walker's right, which had to be hard to admit for him. It is imperative that we find them and stop them. But uh, you guys have rules of engagement and different authorization you need to get. We're independent contractors. We don't have that. It doesn't make sense for us to work together.
2: That's a weird line because doesn't Sam work for the Air Force now?
0: Yeah, I didn't understand that either. He has the I mean, I, same rules I of guess engagement.
2: he's No, I think he is technically an independent contractor for them, and that's why they used him for the... Libya situation.
0: Okay. That makes sense. I believe because he did say, um, you know, ever since ops has been like, I've been working with them six months ago and this, they've been touching my stuff. It's gotten all glitchy. So I think that's, he is an independent contractor who does jobs for the air force. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
1: So Sam's just like we're free agents, more flexibility. Like let's just stay separate. And Bucky and Sam try to walk away. And John, his lasting words are: "Word of advice, stay the hell out of my way." Yeah, there it is. Lex line, on, bro. Look who you're talking to right now.
0: Lex line, ruining it again.
1: Yeah, classic yeah. alpha male toxic masculine bullshit. Yes, yeah,
0: pissing all over the place, seeing you as hmm. the stronger stream. Fucking, <laughs> fucking dudes.
1: I've never done
2: that before. Have you?
0: Oh, yeah. I went all the yeah. time. Yeah. But this cuts us to <laughs> Bra- Bra- Bratislava, Slovakia. <laughs> um, and this is back with the Flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're they're getting all of these crates on a plane. And Lennox, I believe his name is, says, you know, oh, shit, they're here. They found us. How much time do we have? None. It's the power brokers men. So, Jimmy... You already got a little bit behind that in the Mm -hmm. comics world. That's putting a lot of, you know, backstory that makes sense into this MCU now, because it seems like the same exact profile. He had the super soldier serum and he was like an underground head honcho.
2: Yeah. Underground dealer that I'm guessing they obviously stole it from him. All the, all the super soldier serums and he's pissed and he wants some revenge. So,
1: my question would be, in the comics, do they explain why the Power Broker has all of this super serum just laying Um, around? Like, who has been manufacturing it?
2: Yeah, I honestly, I'm not even 100% sure it's a super soldier serum that he's giving out. But this would be a good question for Zach, the comic guy. I'm sure he would know, but... When I was reading it, it just said he gave superhuman abilities. So I don't know if that means superpower, super soldier, whatever. Um, but again, I uh, honestly I don't know. I don't know how he got he gets cool. it and everything. I didn't do enough backstory on it.
1: I'm sure we we're gonna get it in the show. I was yeah. just wondering if there was an easy answer in the comics. To yeah, see I'm sure there is. The man. two lined up.
0: Can we all agree that this next scene was so stupid? And almost did nothing. This guy is like, don't worry, Carly. Like, I can give you time. I can hold them off. One world, one people. And he goes off to stop these these four Escalades. After pushing the telephone pole over, he does nothing. His plan was to run straight at them and, like, be a meat shield. I was like, what are you doing? Me and Emily were both like, that was the worst, most unnecessary sacrifice, it seemed like.
2: Well, they got away. I mean, the only way I took it is that, you know, he obviously blocked their way, and then they all had to get out of the car to shoot him, so they would have to get back in, and might have saved maybe, like, 30 seconds.
0: (laughs) The the way that they filmed it, like, scene-wise, he was, like, basically dead and like full of bullets and hitting the ground by the time the pilot was getting into yeah he was still
1: yeah yeah i was trying to rationalize it while watching too and my mind went to what jimmy just said like okay maybe during the standoff where all of the agents got out of their cars and had to line up a shot and tell them we're gonna shoot we're gonna shoot we're gonna shoot like maybe that's an extra minute for the plane to get away yeah yeah I don't know. I'm with you, I Paul. Mean, After he put down the phone pole, I would have just dipped into the into the forest. Or whatever. yeah, I mean,
2: you you think that you know he could start throwing dumpsters or something at them or something yeah
1: you know, so yeah.
2: strong or whatever. He just knocked that whole pole over. I think he could pick it up and throw it at him or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just so mad. I was like, dude, if yeah. you're gonna go out like that, why take literally nobody with you? You didn't even make anybody sweat. Like, yeah. But anyway, I digress. The plane goes off and there is a guy in a jacket. He seems really pissed that the plane got away. And then you see him on the phone. He goes, you know, sorry, they got away. We, we missed them. Yeah. And he was in like a sweater vest and wearing <laughs> a tie and seemed like he had a bulletproof vest on. So he almost looked like a cop. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if he's one of the power brokers men, then maybe he's
1: just maybe he's just a high class thug. Yeah, could be. Did he have an American accent? Was I believe so. The guy on the phone, yeah, I thought so too.
2: Let's hope he's not any kind of branch of the government that the power broker controls. We've deal we're dealing with enough of that shit
0: infiltration into like the good guys' corporate. It's just like how many times are you gonna do it?
2: Yeah, could be. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe could be
1: working with Hydra. I don't know. So that will take us to our final scene of the episode. And it's Sam and Bucky just kind of like shooting the shit. Like, what do we do now? And Bucky remembers that Isaiah mentioned his people, i.e. Hydra. And Sam's just like, Bucky, I know where you're going with this. We can't see this guy. Not a chance. And Bucky's like, but he knows all of Hydra's secrets. Like, remember Siberia? And Sam's like, okay, then we're going to go see Zemo. Mm -hmm. And that's a big name drop. That is, yep.
2: We knew that he was going to be in this. Maybe I should have known from the movies that he would be under lock and key, but I thought he was just going to be the leader of the Flag Smashers.
1: So he was in Civil War, like we were saying, and at the end of that, he is captured by T'Challa. He tries to suicide and, oh my gosh, T'Challa, so quick with reflexes, catches the bullet under his chin. Mm
0: -hmm. They Actually,
1: I rewatched the scene. They had like a three-minute conversation where like, you can kind of empathize with this guy because the whole reason Zemo is evil and against the Avengers is because Ultron killed his family in Sokovia. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he's pissed and wants revenge on the uh, on the Avengers. But T'Challa obviously stopped him from killing himself and took him to, it was the Joint Counter Terrorist Center, which is affiliated with the CIA. So he Look is under key <clears throat> last yeah. we saw.
0: Yeah, I should have realized that how cool was it as soon as they said all right we're going to see zemo the violins like kick in you see the security max prison and it's a little bit nice you see a chessboard i was like dude i'm getting such hannibal lecter vibes it's yeah unbelievable and yeah. then just seeing his combed over hair douchebag face sitting there <laughs> he's a good looking dude
2: yeah he's gonna be an interesting conversation so yeah. this
1: guy this guy is a schemer. That is yes. that's kind of his bag, just like kind of the super minded, like moving chess pieces around schemer type. Yeah, yep, yep, he
0: yep. plans everything out and he has a backup plan for his backup plan.
1: Ooh, and he's like
2: I like he's schemers. Ready. He's getting out, dude. We know he's gonna get yeah, out. So definitely
0: that brings us to higher vibe. And for those of you who don't know how this works, I'm gonna say some things and <laughs> Brian and Jimmy are going to say whether they think I'm high and that will never happen. Or they're like, hey, Paul, I vibe with that. First one, higher vibe. Zemo will cause Bucky to relapse and go full sleeper agent. Because at the end, Sam was like, what? You're just going to go sit in a room with this guy? So what are the chances that Zemo causes Bucky to go full Winter Soldier sleeper agent?
2: I Bucky can start did Civil if you yeah. I'm, I'm going to go red. So I think that we've had enough of that for Bucky. I think that he's going to have a very tough conversation with him. I think that it's going to seem like Zemo might be winning this conversation and, and doing exactly what you're saying, Paul. But I think that the purpose of this show is to show the trajectory of him healing from this and finally becoming Bucky. So I'm going to go red
1: yes retweet i'm gonna call you hi i think like exactly like he said it's the point of this show is to put the winter soldier behind bucky and move forward with him being a hero not a villain anymore so yeah. i do not see him going back to brainwashed bucky
0: i agree that i would not like it if that did happen because it's like all right if it happens once before and it happens now i mean it's probably gonna happen again and when is it ever gonna stop so i'd be happy if they didn't but contradictory second question zemo will have a change of heart and will be a better person because of his and black panthers conversation at the end of civil war jeez
1: so there actually was speculation that like i said wherever he's at the joint counterterrorist center is affiliated with the cia and i was watching one video that just said maybe zemo could be kind of this double agent who is an informant of all of hydra's secrets because the cia has a habit of turning former enemies into valued allies yeah uh i think maybe that's the angle that he might be playing in the beginning of this series but i don't see a way where this series does not progress and he does not turn into one of the main antagonists so and i think we did get in the preview that like zemo does get out like in the preview there's a pic like a scene of him carrying the mask right and it's like an iconic mask so now i think we're gonna get zemo as the bad guy you're high
2: yeah i'm gonna also go with red here i think he's too prominent of a leader for hydra and a too big of a villain to let that happen we've seen marvel go that way before with certain characters where we think they need to be straight up villain for example we talked with uh zach the comic guy when i asked him about the scrolls most of the time the scrolls are straight villains in our eyes but they made us sympathize with them in Captain Marvel and they showed actual good scrolls. But I do think that they're going to keep him evil. And like Brian said, he might play that card and use it as a way to get out, but then he'll show his true colors when it's time.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I don't see him being a good guy either. That would just to be the biggest 180 that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, last one I have. Isaiah will not come back for the rest of the series. The only reason I say that they went to him for advice on you know the super soldiers because he was one.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: Bucky said, you know, he doesn't know anything because he said like you people. So then now they're going to Zemo. So it seems like they introduced him maybe to just give him backstory and get Bucky and Sam to Zemo, but maybe he will not have a prominent role in the rest of the show
2: this is an interesting question because I was actually just going to ask you guys what you thought was going to happen with him. Anyway, I'm going to go yellow because I feel like they need to have at least Elijah have more screen time in this season. If they want to make him at least plant the seeds a little bit better for a young Avenger situation, unless they really are going to bring both of them back in another movie or show. I think that, sam will want to talk to isaiah again
1: 100 that's that's exactly where i was going i think sam is going to be the bridge even in this episode like when bucky got taken away in the cop cars sam had this they showed it he looked back at the house like speculatively like yeah. "Hmm, i wonder what's really up with this isaiah guy and i think that could be a bond too i think that Isaiah, you know, he got his emotions out right when he saw Bucky, he was obviously very mad. He said his piece and sent them on their way. But if Sam were to come back and approach him, I think he would put together that this could possibly be an opportunity at revenge or less revenge, but redemption for him. And to get his name cleared and to kind of have the heroic send-off that he deserves, I guess, or just to be treated like a hero when he's been a hero that's been jailed for the past 30 years. So No, I think he's coming back, and I think he's going to be helping our boy Sam.
2: Yeah, that I mean that would be sweet if he actually. I want to see him
1: throw it down a little bit. He also looks like a beast. Yeah, he does. I love this dude. He looks yeah. like a badass, just old super soldier. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um,
2: give me a second because I thought I had a higher vibe for you guys. Okay, higher vibe for my fellows here. Mm. Do you think that the Oh wait, I actually I've never done this before, so I have to say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Okay, so higher vibe, they will not bring up the storyline with Sam and his sister trying to get the loan again for this series.
0: I mean, at that point would the sister even like need to be in it. Because the whole, it seemed like the whole storyline from episode one was about keeping the boat and getting that mm-hmm. loan to keep the boat and staying afloat, no pun intended. So I would say you're high.
2: Okay. I'm
0: going to go red. Yeah, you're high.
1: Okay. I'd go high, too for exactly what he just said there would be no reason introducing us to that plot line unless they were going to revisit it i also think it gives us sheds a little light into sam's family life honestly bucky doesn't have a life outside of being the winter soldier because he's kind of fucked up beyond repair unfortunately so that's kind of his life but it reminds us that sam does have this family outside of being the falcon
2: yeah i i agree with you guys the reason i even asked it as a higher vibe is because i was a little bit weirded that they didn't even have a little bit of conversation about it in this episode, but I, yeah. I guess they planted the seed enough
1: where it'll, co- it could come back whenever they need it to. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure why it would be a plot issue, but I can't see them not revisiting it. I agree. I agree. Yeah.
0: All right. So, uh, you know, just to summarize our last lingering questions. Um, the only one I have is where is Sharon? I want to see Sharon Carter. She's so pretty. I want to just look at her.
2: Well, what, what did we say when we saw them throw it down with the super soldiers? We said you either need to pump yourself up with the super soldier serum or you need cooperation. So I think that with Sam and Bucky, you know, the two of them going on their own, I feel like they are going to get to Sharon at some point and have her help them out.
1: Is Sharon a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent at this point in time?
0: I mean, Last we heard, she was enemy of the state. So honestly, it's hard to say what she is now. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm
2: guessing she got pardoned as well, because at the end, in the end, you know, everyone on Cap's side pretty much got off except for Ant-Man, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ant-Man <laughs> got screwed the most. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I would have to check to make sure, but I do believe she's also still enemy of the state as anything, far as we
0: know. Anything you guys want to look forward to next episode? I, Zemo,
1: I, I want to see this guy, honestly. Yeah.
2: I'm looking forward to Zemo. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I want to know whether Sam and Bucky are going to go in and talk to him together or if Bucky's going to want to do it himself. And if it is just Bucky, I think that's going to be a really good scene either way it's going to be a really good scene but i think if it's just bucky that would be really cool the other thing i'm really looking forward to is the trajectory of john walker i i think that his heel turn is going to be when he realizes that he can't be captain america without the super soldier serum and at some point he's going to make a deal with the devil not mephisto <laughs> the power broker or the flags masters or or whatever he has to to get the super soldier serum and when that happens he'll turn
0: yeah, I could see next episode just being like a full on the entire episode is just a conversation with Zemo, just filled with flashbacks of different Hydra like ops and you know, missions and stuff like that. Like I, cool. I would I would love that. I yeah. don't think it's gonna happen, but that would be cool. Yeah, did. that would
2: be really cool. And unlike WandaVision, I know it's only six episodes, we do get forty-five to fifty minutes of actual content right i yeah. think today was uh mm-hmm. or today i think episode two was about 45 minutes or so right
0: mm-hmm. yeah five sounds minutes sounds of credits right, yeah yeah <laughs> but uh b times anything anything else not no? off the top of my head I just, no i would you i you would love to get zemo some thing. more i just called you
1: out <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I never laughs>
1: i'm looking that. forward to like, paul you saying hoping next episode is just a bunch of flashbacks i i would just love to see some more hydra information through the lens of zemo i think that would be a really cool revelation
0: that would be sweet but all I'm right green. yeah to find out you're gonna have to come back next time that's gonna do it for us guys if you like what you heard our podcast also covers wandavision season five magicians amazon's the boys the haunting at Hellhouse house and blind manor series stars hit spartacus series a lot of really 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 good stuff if you're on the world wide web give us a follow on instagram and twitter and hit subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast once again we are bingetown tv and thank you so much for listening